0: and welcome to episode two of Girl Walks Into a High School. I'm one of your hosts, Dana, and joined by me... What?
1: (laughs) No, I think that's grammatically correct.
0: No, no. Joined by me means that I'm your host and myself is also here, which is like not correct. Oh yeah. Joined by my co-host... Ariel. There we go. We did it. Yeah. And today we are taking on quite the amount of episodes we're talking about the entire first season of the cw's hit riverdale you watched it all when it actually came out right i did like did you watch it the night that it premiered and stuff
1: most of the time
0: okay yeah because i watched all 13 episodes since friday <laughs> my brain hurts i'm <laughs> real tie tie. Um, it was a lot. It was a lot of information to take in in a very short amount of time.
1: But at the same time, I feel like most of the information was, like, crushed into the last, like, two episodes. Do you feel that?
0: Yeah, I guess so. I, um, yeah, I was really hesitant about this show in general. Um, I, like, wasn't sure how I felt about it. I was, fun fact, I actually don't know if you know this about me, even though we've been friends since we were, like, 11 years old. I, have, like, multiple Archie comic anthologies, and I read them obsessively from the age of, like, seven until I was, like, 13. Like, I had... Like, the best of the 60s Archie comics and the best of the 70s. So I have some very strong opinions about Archie comics as a general rule. And I was horrified when I heard that they were greenlighting a dark mystery version of the Archie comics. I was like, this is a nightmare from whence I shan't awaken.
1: Um, I didn't know that you had anthologies, but I did know that you you know more about, like, Archie comics than I do.
0: yeah. It's a secret that I didn't even, like, tell my, like, boyfriend of many, many years. Like, I told him today, I was like, I really love the Archie comics. He was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And I was like, get out of (laughs) here. Like, I, uh, yeah. So, I was really suspicious. And then I was even more suspicious when you mentioned to me before I started watching that Jughead, who is, like, very asexual in the comics, um, and Betty, were dating. I was like, this is literally, I've had bad dreams that are better than what's happening. (laughs)
1: I mean, okay, I have two questions for you based on what you've just said. Number one, which one should go first? (laughs) Okay, number one, do you think that a TV show, especially a teen TV show nowadays, can be anything other than, like, kind of a dark mystery? Like, I don't know how else, you know, you can make a show. I mean, like... Teen Wolf isn't a mystery, but there is kind of, like, a central mystery in each, like, season or half season that they're trying to figure out, you know? So it does have a mystery element, and it's very dark. Pretty Little Liars in its entirety is a dark mystery. Um, I just don't know, like, I guess, like, it's just a, I think it's a thing now, because in the, like, the past kind of wave of teen TV shows, you know, you had the OC and you had like one tree hill and Friday night lights and those were all teen shows, but there wasn't like no element of mystery to them. It was just kind of like, this is our town and this is the drama between like these characters, like who's dating, like who is in critical condition in the hospital, you know, like whereas now I think it's a pattern of they, they need that extra element of suspense and stuff like they, 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 we don't know how to make a a simple, like, teen show anymore where it's just, like, kind of a bit more wholesome and nobody is necessarily dying,
0: you know what I mean? Well, I don't think that there's any, like, I mean, as someone who truly, like, loved those comics as a child, I don't think that there's... a show in the Archie comics. Yeah. In 2017. I don't think that you can have a show about this all-American red-headed boy whose biggest conflict is choosing between a rich brunette or, like, a mechanic-friendly blonde. Like, there's just no show in that in this world. Yeah. Which I think is actually a really good thing. I think it says a lot about our progress that, like, that's not something that we want to watch anymore. We want something where the characters are a little bit more developed and where relationships aren't the drama. Um, I actually, going off of that, I I read a piece of trivia when I was looking at, like, the IMDb page of the show, just kind of trying to get some background on, like, where it came from. And um, the reason that it was greenlit was specifically because Teen Wolf and PLL were ending and there was a niche, there was, like, an emptiness in the market. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and I think you you can totally see it. Totally see it. Um, I see a lot of, I can see exactly why the CW lit it. I think it's very similar in tone and style, um, to Veronica Mars, which was on the WB before it became the CW. And there's literal moments that feel blatantly ripped off from Pretty Little Liars to me. There's an episode in season three of Pretty Little Liars called The Con Game, where they just, where they play a game of truth. No truth or dare, just truth. Which is literally that episode at Jughead's birthday. So, I mean, the, the... I don't know enough about Teen Wolf to make that comparison, but the comparison between Pretty Little Liars, and it's it's just it's clearly a part of the lineage of Veronica Mars, uh, with with Betty being kind of the sleuth, the Nancy Drew. I couldn't believe they didn't just call her Veronica Mars, um, and um, Pretty Little Liars with with kind of these like really devious rich people. I mean, that that Bella Thorne girl is basically Allison DiLaurentis.
1: I mean, yeah, but that's not Bella Thorne. I know it's not Bella Thorne, but okay. she looks like,
0: like... Clearly they were, like, a Bella Thorne type when they sent out that breakdown, and don't pretend that they didn't. Come on.
1: I mean, uh, I, I see that. I also see some season one and two of Lydia from Teen Wolf in her, but, like, even more so, because Lydia was kind of, like, the mean girl, but she was also, like, her and Allison became best friends really quickly, whereas, like, that's not happening with, with uh, Cheryl or... With Cheryl and Veronica or Betty, uh, at least not in so far.
0: I guess the thing that I see is that there's definitely a lineage and it it really does feel very much like um, it couldn't have happened the way that it happened without these other shows kind of trickling down and influencing them. I do feel that it's its own show and it's definitely got a lot going for it. Um, But you had another question.
1: Uh, Yeah, the other question is, I mean, do you think that Jughead, like, they just felt like they couldn't make... Jughead like asexual because that would eliminate like the drama of like him you know like the coupling like you know him dating Betty or the like they needed to leave it open to possibilities you know what I mean like it adds drama like who's dating who and if you have someone who's like not gonna be dating anybody they're like okay well this is this person's just kind of like over here.
0: I actually took it to be a completely different thing. I I have a couple of theories as to why Jughead is not asexual like he is. Um, First of all, I just think that asexuality is not really something that we know how to talk about. Um, I don't think we're nearly as progressive as we think we are. Um, Second of all, I I actually kind of took it as a great thing. That was one of the diversions from the original comic that I really liked. To me, it never made any sense that um, Archie was even remotely attracted to Veronica, because in the comics, she's terrible. She's just like, she's not interesting. And actually, I, I... We'll talk about this, I'm sure, more at length, but I'm actually very pleased with the adaptation of Veronica. I th- I, for the most part, I really like her, which I never thought I would say. I I think for me, I took it as they put Jughead and Betty together or they gave Betty someone else to care about because otherwise it would just be like, who will Archie choose? And that's not interesting. And I think that um, I, I like that Betty has kind of... Not necessarily a happy ending, but that she has a really hard time in the first couple episodes, and pretty quickly moves on to someone who's more interested in her and, and treats her much better, and is for the most part. But additionally, frankly, I just think that they could not deny the raw sexuality of Cole Sprouse, <laughs> <laughs> which which I feel very uncomfortable saying, but because I remember him as like the sweet life of Zach and Cody. But like, my goodness, those eyes stare into your soul in a way that is unnerving. <laughs> which,
1: True, which I feel. Yeah, man.
0: Whew. Like, that scene in the season finale where they're, like, making out and she's, like, sitting on the thing and he takes it and he's, like, I I was, like, oh, my God. I was, like, fanning myself. And I had to kind of remind myself that in the show, at least, they're supposed to be, like, 16. Like, they're supposed to be kids. Like, I don't even think they technically have driver's licenses. They just, they're in their sophomore year of high school. So, it was a little, but they're adults in real life, so it's okay. It's yes.
1: Like okay. He's, like, 24 and I've specifically looked that up <laughs> just because of this problem. But we're um, not, we're not that much older than him. Nobody I else know, cares. I feel, I feel
0: better.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, speaking of Jughead, since we're on the topic, um, Jughead is great.
0: He's definitely interesting. I think, I think I have some issues with, with, or I'm nervous. I fear, I would say for Betty and Jughead's relationship.
1: Oh, I do too, for sure.
0: Because like, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong or maybe I'm just making things up, but I really feel that Betty and Jughead have a lot of chemistry and they they, they care about each other a lot, but I also feel like it doesn't say many good things when they have their first kiss and Betty comes to a mystery realization. Like, um, I feel like they're really moving on the adrenaline of solving Jason's murder and that's where kind of their like love grows. So I, I wonder how... Um, in this new season, in season two, now that he's wearing that sexy, sexy leather jacket. And Jason's murder has been solved, if that's going to kind of take some of the shine off of their love.
1: It was also really a big moment for me when I got in that argument on his birthday episode, when yeah. he was like, we're way different. We're not supposed to be together. And you're just going to... Like, go back to Archie if he ever realizes that he actually does like you. And I was like, oh, that was a big truth. Because I can definitely see that happening.
0: I thought the the bigger truth in that conversation was when he was like, this isn't me. You threw this party, but that's not what I would want. Um... I felt like that was a really big truth on kind of his emotional hangups and also her uh, willing blindness to who he is as a person. She was like, oh, he needs to have a birthday party, which is a super nice thought, but he doesn't want that. And the fact that Archie said he doesn't want those things and she was like, well, we're doing it because that's what you're supposed to do is... Uh, a little unnerving. But that scene does have my favorite line in the entire season. Me too! Which is when he's like, I'm weird. Do you notice that I never take this hat off? That's weird.
1: That was literally the next thing I was going to say. I love it. It's so, it's so team TV. Like, it's so, it's, and it's like, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I've heard people, I've seen people be like, wow, like that was so Cliche and like, oh yeah, he's such a mess. He's so weird. But I was like, at the same time, I was like, yeah, but like that was a great line, and I, I unabashedly love it.
0: And and also, he wore that hat to Jason's funeral. Like he's worn, he wore that hat to the dance. And I actually did have a moment, even though I, I do think that it was a little cliched of me to say. But when he tells Betty he loves her, he takes his hat off. I know. He's, like, he's allowing himself to be seen. <laughs>
1: Ah, it was. Just, I mean, it's just like a gentlemanly thing to do. Like when some, when a girl walks into the room, you stand up, and when you know you have a serious situation, you take your hat off. <laughs> like when you're singing the national anthem, and when you're telling a girl that you love her, you take your hat off. Mm-hmm.
0: It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that line was really funny. I really, I do really like the way that they formulated Jughead to be kind of this weirdly omnipresent narrator and also all-knowing in a strange way. He's like, it's weird that I never take off my hat. Like, I don't think that characters often acknowledge their own strangeness, especially on television shows. Characters are usually called strange by other people, and I it feels almost like Jughead knows he's in a TV show. It's in a weird. It's,
1: way. Yeah, it's really meta. Um, and I think that shows now are having this trend where they have one character who's like a little bit more aware than the others, which we could attribute to Abed on Community, which was like really great and we hadn't seen on TV like anywhere else. Um, it also can be found on MTV's Scream. There is one character who um, is really like, he knows a lot about like horror movies.
0: Well, that's in the original movie, too. I mean, there's a character, um, Jamie Kennedy literally goes through, like, here's what you don't do in a horror movie in the original movie. So, of course, the TV show would have that, too. Yeah, that's, you should see Scream if you're watching the TV show.
1: I was. I'm going to have to pick it up again.
0: You should see the movie. It's great. It's one of my favorites.
1: I think they, I don't know, I think they might take it to, like, a new level with the show. Because they have him, and they have, like, a, um what's-her-name character, like, this was right after Serial got popular, so they also have, like, this reporter chick who's, like, podcasting from the town. So it's kind of, like, doubt like, two, like, multiple levels of, yeah. uh, awareness. Well,
0: they, they have the r- reporter char- I would watch the movie before I would make any. Okay. It sounds to me like they just updated the news reporter to be a podcaster. Um, the Courtney Cox character. Sorry to shut down your theory, but scream scream is one of my favorite movies ever so i just like feel very protective of it (laughs) it's
1: still it's still valid like it still is can be considered a pattern in tv team tv or just tv today because it does exist um what i was gonna say something um okay well let's move on to veronica
0: I hated her when she was like, "I'm." She was like, "Are you familiar with the works of Truman Capote and the pilot?" I literally wrote, "I hate Veronica," and then immediately began to love her. Um, I really like her trajectory. I like her storyline.
1: I, I mean, I definitely think that as we were talking about sooner, like they had to update these characters because, I mean, if the Archie comics just had characters that were very like kind of old tropes and nobody wants to see anymore like this girl who's just mean and like just out to get this guy and like she doesn't care about anybody else you know what i mean um because we whether we realize it or or not like some people are against it but like it's a you know feminism is more apparent everywhere nowadays and people aren't gonna like a character that's as one-dimensional as that so and also you know you know you have cheryl as like the mean girl so they couldn't make her also a mean girl. <laughs> um, I did really like how they um, kind of translated that, though, um, in the pilot when she was talking to Cheryl when they were trying out for cheerleaders when she said, like, I'm, I'm the ice queen and, like, vengeance is coming I kind of wish there was more of that in her. Like, you see that then, and you see that when they get revenge on Chuck, um, who she went out on a date with, and then he was, like, a total bag, and was, like, they find out that, he, you know, the football players are, like, slut-shaming everybody, and they have it, like, on record, and that's when Betty went a little crazy. So, like, you see her vindictiveness in those two instances, and I kind of wish that you saw it a little bit more. Just so it was a little bit more true to the character, like, in that way, and, like, make her, I think it would make her, like, really interesting if we just saw, I don't know, more of that Ice Queen as part of her character.
0: I guess what I really respond to is that I feel like she's she's fighting that a lot, which I think is a really cool update for Veronica. Because you're right, in the comics, she's just terrible. I mean, I, I always hated her. Maybe because I was a natural blonde, and so I was like, I'm a Betty. But I, I think um, that Veronica, I really love that she comes in and she says, you know, this is my chance to be a good person. And I really like that throughout the series, so far at least, she kind of, Cheryl kind of pushes that back and is like, no, you need to go back to who you really are, which is this ice queen. And I love, I just really love when she kisses Archie in the sec. and then in the second episode, she buys Betty the spa certificate and all that stuff to apologize because she doesn't want to be that girl who kisses her friend's, like, crush. And then that kind of continues throughout the entire season where every time she even talks to Archie, she's like, like when she stands up in the season finale, she's like, Archie and I have kissed a couple of times. I just wanted you to know. <laughs> it's like, okay, settle down. Um, I like her plot line. I, I, I think it's a really interesting twist on the rich mean girl. Um, but I do think that you can kind of see, especially towards the end, Veronica really grappling with like, I think once her dad comes back in season two, we're going to see a different person. Um. I think the temptation to go back to being the rich bitch is going to be a lot stronger when habits can be reformed.
1: Yeah, oh. like I would have liked to have seen her like fighting her previous like instincts um, of being the mean girl, you know, a little more throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. Like, because I love that she's, you know, the the idea that she's like, okay, like that's who I was, but I don't want, I don't want to be mean anymore. But I think. I think someone, like, really doing that, it would be a little bit more of a struggle, you know? But I did love um, how she became friends um, with Barb from Stranger Things.
0: (laughs) I know. I love Barb. I was so happy to see her, and I was so in love with that plot line because – I really do think that that's something that kind of transcends television and is true. We're very defined socially as when we're young by our parents and by our families. Uh, And I love that Veronica has this kind of sense that that's not true for her, that she's her own person. And then when Hiram goes to jail for ruining other people's lives, she has to confront that she is going to be defined by that. And conversely, Jughead feels completely defined. By his parents and can't break free and have a sense of his own identity. So I think that their relationship is really interesting, and I love that scene where Veronica says to him, "Like, we have a lot more in common than you think." She's like, "Cause we're dating each other's (laughs) friends, like best friends." But um, I think that's a much more potent line than than we think, and I think her relationship with Ethel is really. I kind of wish that had that was more consistent, Um, or that Ethel appeared more. Mostly because I love Barb. I think she's one of the most likable young actresses ever. Yeah. She's just... That face.
1: She's great. I thought that that storyline was really refreshing because I watched it literally right after binge-watching 13 Reasons Why. And I was Mm. like, yes! Like, this is so much better. Like, they did this in, like, an episode or two. And I felt so much better about watching that than I did 13, the whole, uh, you know, each episode of 13 Reasons Why. Which is definitely a show we're going to be talking about later, but I just wanted to address that. I was like, people, if you're going to watch something about, like, the risk of suicide, like, just watch this episode in the middle of this show, as opposed to 13 Reasons Why. Um, What were you going to bring
0: up? So... I have some, some overarching things I want to talk about. I want to talk about Thornhill and the Blossoms in general. But before we get into that and kind of my overall major issue with the plot of Riverdale that I hope they steer away from a little bit in season two, um, I wanted to ask you your opinion about the – have you heard about this? The I don't even know if you have. The queer baiting scandal that came up with the show? No, I didn't. And I actually had a similar reaction to it when I was watching the first episode. That scene where Veronica just randomly kisses Betty and is like, trust me. Um, My personal response to that was that that was incredibly exploitative and they just wanted to have that clip to show so that people would think the show was scandalous, which I think says a lot about um, kind of our... Uh, Internalized opinions on lesbianism, which I won't get into because I am not a lesbian, so I don't really think it's my place to speak on, but I was a little bit offended on behalf of my queer female friends. Anyway, liberal arts college Dana aside. um, But so when that happened, a bunch of fans of the show got very upset because they, which is weird because it was in the pilot, so like they got upset like 20 minutes into the series, but they saw that kiss in the promo, and the response was largely negative when they realized it was just Veronica trying to be sensational to get onto a cheerleading squad because they thought that they were going to be in an LGBT-friendly environment. Um, because there's really not a lot of lesbians featured on teen TV. There's always the, like, sassy gay friend, and I think that Kevin is definitely being archetyped that way. Um, like, he's always living for the drama, and I think he's a great character, and I really like what they did with Joaquin, but... I wanted to kind of touch on that because I don't think that you can talk about the show because they clearly made a very clear decision to include Kevin as the kind of the fifth friend instead of Reggie because Reggie is, um, and I haven't read the, sh- the comics, um, in the last maybe 10, 15 years. So I don't know if Kevin has kind of taken over for Reggie as far as the current comics go, but I will say that classically Reggie is the fifth friend, not Kevin. And I, they, I think they made a, a they they made what they thought to be an LGBT positive choice, including Kevin. Um, and then I think they kind of went backwards when they did that kiss with Betty and Veronica. I was not okay with that, unless they're going to address it later, because um, a lot of I think young women who are looking for that kind of representation felt a little slighted by that. And I can you can see it on Twitter. I mean, people were so upset and hurt.
1: Yeah, I I didn't even think of that. Or maybe I did at the time uh, and have since, like, because so much else has happened, I've just Mm -hmm. forgotten that that, yeah, I can see that being an issue. Um, I can see, like, okay, so I think that there are two ways to look at a TV show. You can look at it as if it's real and, like, these are character choices, like, these actual people are making these choices, Or you can look at it from, like, a writer's perspective and be like, okay, why did they make that decision? So, like, the first way I could see, okay, I can see why Veronica, like, had that thought process. Like, she's coming from, you know, probably, like, a prep school in New York City, and she's coming to a small town, and she's probably like, these people are super sheltered, and this is going to be, like, dropping a bomb on them. Um, And then, you know, it kind of backfired, and it wasn't. Um, from a writer's perspective like I I don't know yeah like yeah I can definitely see like oh this'll make a good clip for the trailer like not necessarily as as queer baiting but like as just a kind of a shock um, to see you know to have people see on the promos um, because I mean you have to keep in mind most writers in this industry are like in their 40s (laughs) you know like there's a new wave of like younger writers coming in and hopefully there always will be but like a lot of the like podcasts that i've listened to about tv writing like most of the writers are like older and for them like them seeing that on tv that is a shock you know and they don't consider queer baiting because that's not the forefront in their minds like it is on a it is for a younger audience like it is for us Um, so, like, I don't know, like, yeah, that, I can definitely see, like, why people were upset if they do address it, like, later on, I can totally see, um, like, like, Betty's, like, questioning her sexuality, and she, like, kisses Veronica, you know, and Veronica's like, what are you doing, (laughs) and she's like, you know, I just needed to, like, see, and, like, she's probably not gonna be a lesbian, she's probably not gonna be bi, but, like, she, you know, it's, like, a dramatic storyline for her to be figuring that out. And so they, like, kiss again. Um, But, yeah, that that definitely is problematic. Um, I loved in the pilot when Kevin was, like, is cheerleader still a thing? And Cheryl was, like, is the gay best friend still a thing? Like, I actually laughed out loud. Like, I thought that was another instance of, like, uh, the show being meta. Um, Mm -hmm. And I am glad that he is there. I hope he has, like, more of a storyline later on. Um, and they kind of hinted at, you know, like, him, uh, dating, what's the other character's name? Uh, Joaquin?
0: Joaquin, yeah.
1: Yeah, who's, like, front quote, unquote, from the wrong side of the tracks, but now they're gonna have that going on with Betty and Jughead, so I don't think they're gonna touch on it as much.
0: Yeah, and I thought the Joaquin storyline was really interesting. I, I, I... I do appreciate, um, as much as I think that they kind of have made Kevin relatively stereotypical, um, I do really appreciate the the scene with his dad where um, the sheriff is like, aren't there any nice gay kids at your school? I love that he's just out to his dad, who's in a very um, stereotypically masculine profession. And I love that one of his first things um, – one of his first relationship moments was with moose who's so stereotypically um traditionally masculine who uh you know is probably just a young bear in training and um i think for me i was kind of saddened to see the moose storyline end with such a dismissal from kevin which i understand he doesn't have time to wait for people who are confused or closeted but i i hope that in season two moose has more of a plot line and that moose um comes out because I do think it's important to see different representations of homosexuality as, and not just like the, the quote unquote gay best friend and the butch lesbian. Like I'm hoping, I, I hope that the show continues to be inclusive and, um, I think Moose would be a great place to start. And I love that Joaquin is gay. I love that Joaquin is at least bi, um, and that he's in this gang. (laughs) Like, I love that they're, that they're doing that, that they're showing their audience and reminding them that, um, being LGBTQ is very normal and very common and that you can also be in a motorcycle gang and be interested in boys. And, um, I I hope that that continues. So, but I just, yeah, when I was just kind of researching the show and the response to it, that was such a part of it that I couldn't not bring it up.
1: Yeah. I think, um, it's also like, it would be important to, it would be really interesting to see like Moose continue because, you know, not every, like, gay character, queer character on a show is gonna be, like, nice, you know? Like, they're not gonna be, like, Uh a main character, they're not gonna be, like, or, like, Kevin, you know, where they're, like, I'm totally normal, and I'm a good kid, and I'm gay, you know? Like, Moose is on the football team, we already know that the football team is problematic, you know? Which Uh is, like, something else, something that we've seen on Glee before, you know, where they had a character who was on the football team, and, I mean you can be cool and be on a football team i'm just saying um but you know he was a bully and he was gay and he was screaming out but like he wasn't a cool or nice person and i think that's really refreshing because you know it just adds another dimension to a character who you know isn't straight which exists in real life
0: yeah and you can see it on pretty little liars too um with a character, with, like, Allison and Paige, who are two very prominent female characters who both really struggle with their sexuality, Allison still and Paige. I mean, Paige was so um, afraid of coming out that she was really, really awful to Emily, kind of the the beacon of lesbianism on TV for teen teen girls. I mean... Emily literally walks into any room and turns, like, every woman gay. Like, every woman who meets Emily is instantly attracted to her. Which, looking at Shay Mitchell, I completely understand. Um, but, yeah, I think it's I, – I think that uh, you can definitely see the progression. And I, I, I hope that Moose becomes more consistent. I would love if they added, like, a lesbian character onto the show or a bi or a, just a queer woman in general would be really amazing. Or a, or a gender non-conforming character would be amazing. I feel like they had a really great base. And Kevin is a character in the comics who's an out, who's the first out gay character. So that's where they can... And Moose is a character in the comics. But I think as the show continues on in future seasons, as they get farther and farther away from kind of their base characters, they can, they can continue to move forward with that. And that'll be great.
1: You wanted to talk about um, Cheryl and Cheryl's
0: house. I did. And this kind of goes goes hand-in-hand with my major problem with the series, the thing that I personally really hope they steer away from, which is the parents. Um, I do not like when TV shows that star teens are equally about the adults and their issues. I think Veronica Mars and Pretty Little Liars, not to consistently bring them up, but they do a really good job of incorporating the parental issues because obviously teenagers are going to be involved in their parents' lives. But it's still inevitably about the um, teenagers. And I think that the only, there's only two characters in which the parents being as included as they are in the mystery are really interesting. I mean, Archie, Fred, Fred is fine. Fred is Fred. He's there, and Archie is dealing with a newfound single dad, so I get it. I really love Josie's parents' situation because they kind of come in and out and they're important to the plot, but you can see. Through them, you can see why Josie is the way she is, and I think that's great. Um, and then the last is um, the blossoms. As a whole, I think they're amazing. I really am not a fan of the Southside Snakes plotline and Hiram Lodge. Like, I don't care about that. I care about these these kids growing up and figuring things out. And I know that those things have to be in there, but I think right now I feel like Hermione is like a major character in a show about the children. And I worry about Hiram coming into that. And even though it's Mark Consuelos and he's handsome, I I worry about that becoming its own plot. And I really hate that. I hate when teen shows become about their parents.
1: Yeah, I kind of felt like that whole plot with Veronica's parents, like, they thought kind of had something to do with the mystery. But then ultimately it didn't really. Like, unless I'm forgetting an, an element. No,
0: that's basically it. Like, yes and no. Um... And I just – I really don't – I think it's such a – I also think it's such a cop-out to make things about drugs in teen shows. Like, Jason could have been killed for any number of reasons, and none of them had to do with drugs. Like, I thought a far more interesting and compelling thing was – was Thornhill as this kind of gothic beacon. I think a very justified reason for killing Jason in the world that the show created was that he wanted to break from being a blossom. He wanted to leave Thornhill and you can't leave Thornhill without burning it down the way that Cheryl did. So to me, that's just as valid a reason. And I didn't appreciate, or I didn't care for it suddenly becoming about drugs. I thought that was lame.
1: Yeah. Well, let's bring up another um, kind of cheap, out, I think that they did. Um, there's a cliffhanger at the end of episode two when uh, the police run into you know classroom and Cheryl's like they're here for me because I'm guilty, you know. And you think that you know that she killed her brother or she was in on it or something, but then you realize very first thing, the beginning of episode three that she, no, like she just like, knew a little bit more. Like, a little, the least amount more about the situation. And I feel like ending an episode with something like that, saying, oh, I'm guilty, like, it was me, is just such a cheap writing ploy, you know, to, like, create a cliffhanger and then immediately just change the situation around and only provide, like, a little bit more information. I feel like they, the writers, did that hugely on 13 episodes or 13 reasons why to bring that up again um when uh clay you know was asking uh what's his name like did i kill hannah did i kill hannah and he's like i can't answer that for you like listen to the tape listen to the freaking tape man can't answer that for you and he's like did i kill hannah and he says yes when really as you go on and you you listen to his tape it's not necessary like be the case at all you know
0: spoiler alert on 13 reasons why by the way don't tell spoilers on the podcast for an episode that i haven't even seen what are you doing stop it don't don't do that
1: (laughs) i'm sorry i mean it i mean i just really feel like i had to bring it out because it's just such cheap writing to create like drama and to create a cliffhanger and i mean regarding the spoiler like you could you can tell, like, what you see of Clay and, like, his character and, like, what kind of person he is. Like, it, it, he didn't kill, him. you know, like, he, he wasn't responsible for killing anyone, you know, you can tell. Um, and I just felt like... It's just, it's just cheap writing, you know, like, do, do better, man.
0: Well, it could have very just easily, she could have stood up and been like, you're here for me, aren't you? And they could have been like, why? And then it it just cuts to black. Like, the the mere fact that Cheryl stood up and was like, you're here for me, aren't you? Tells us that she knows something. You don't have to, I mean, that's stupid. They do that all the time in these mystery shows, though, where someone will say something very out of context. And then even at the beginning of that episode, she's like, to clarify, when I said I was guilty, I meant because of X, Y, and Z. It's like, girl... <laughs> don't say you're guilty. Like, don't say that. Just be like, because I know what happened to Jason, and then be like, I know that, or, you know, I lied. Just say I lied. It was ridiculous.
1: Then again, Cheryl Blossom always doing the most, like, dramatic.
0: Let's talk yes. about Thornhill. Girl is bananas. I really love Thornhill. I and do, I'm too. Actually, Hill, and I'm actually devastated that she, I mean, I'm glad she burned it down because that was the only way she could get out of there and, like, really be free and start over, like she said. But I'm devastated that Thornhill's gone because, holy mackerel, what a great setting.
1: Exactly. I was really excited because when I saw the preview... um for, like, one episode that was, like, more about Polly, like, living in that house. I thought it was all gonna take place in Thornhill, and I was really excited for that. And, like, it was a little bit more Thornhill, but it was not all Thornhill. And I think that could have been a really cool episode of, like, just exploring that house and, like, what it was like to live there on the daily.
0: Yeah, I think it could have even... I mean, I'm just really disappointed in the way that they wrapped up Jason's murder because I think that they... they I think they bait and switched us. Like, I... Oh my God, I was living for the moment when the Coopers like burst down the door and they were like, you know that they're third cousins. Like, why did you do this? And creepy, creepy Mrs. Um, Blossom is like, these twins could not be more Blossom than two Blossoms. <laughs> Whatever it so it's like, I want those babies because they're so Blossom. I was like, that is freaking amazing and I wanted Jason to be murdered in Thornhill and I wanted them to like figure out that he was in Thornhill and I would have gladly taken a whole nother season where they had to infiltrate Thornhill yeah that would have been
1: awesome I was glad that I was glad too that Cheryl brings down the house but my reaction at the time was just like Cheryl that's your house
0: I was like did you pack a bag
1: yeah I was like where are you gonna live now Cheryl (laughs) like where's your gypsy grandma did you forget about her (laughs)
0: that creepy ass grandma no I thought about the same thing I was like girl you have some nice clothes I really hope that you set them aside I hope that you like like your mom has jewelry in there like you saved the engagement ring like pack that ring up girl I was so concerned about all of the like I understand that you want to have like a clean start but there's also some stuff that's very sentimental like you probably have pictures of Jason in there that don't you want that like that's your whole life
1: yeah, I hope she prepared and she wasn't just too, like, crazy out of it when to do Oh, the other thing that I didn't like about the last episode was when they saved her... And they just took her back to Veronica's house. I was like, this chick should be in a hospital. Like, this chick needs to be in a psych ward. Like, what are you doing?
0: Thank you. She needs to be under some constant care. And also, I do not believe for one second that Archie didn't um, cut his hand more severely or break it, shattering ice with his fist like the freaking Hulk. And also, like, ice is incredibly sharp. Like, that girl's dress didn't even rip when he pulled her out of, like, ice shards. Not that that's relevant.
1: I Well, no, it It definitely is. Um, Because this is, like, the first way to talk about TV shows is as if these characters are real. I read a rumor online that, like, um, uh, KJ Apa actually broke his hand when he did that scene. I don't know if that's true, but, like, that's what I read.
0: He should have broken his hand. He burst through an ice wall. Anyway, like, but there's... There's, like, annoying little things like that all through. Like, at one point, Archie sends Betty a text that's like, Are you okay? And he puts the exclamation point before the question mark, and I find that to be disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> really? It goes question mark, exclamation point.
1: Okay, I literally work, like, editing text for grammar every day, and I didn't know that.
0: <laughs> I thought it did, at least. I was like, who does this? What kind of psychopath? To me, that was the greatest proof that Archie is not well mentally. I was like, I was like, <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah. Can we just talk about art? Like, we haven't really talked about Archie yet. Like, I honestly think that he is a pretty bland main character. Um, I think like it's great that he like taught himself guitar and he's like singing music, but like those songs are like super like bland and boring. Like, I feel like I don't know. Like, they could have given him. I feel it would have been great if they made him like because in the comics he's kind of nerdy, right?
0: Like, a little bit? He plays football, and he... But, like, to me, his his sketches are... He's like a little ginger boy. Like, since when does everyone think gingers are cute? Like... This show is living in an alternate reality where people aren't awful to redheads. I'm a redhead, by the way, listeners, just in case anyone's, you know, mad at me. I na- I dye my hair red. <laughs> like
1: very, I was like, you're not a natural redhead.
0: <laughs> no, but like, when I dyed my hair red, someone was literally like, why would you ever want to be a redhead? Gingers are the devil. Like, I don't understand this world where they're like, I love a little bit of ginger in my cookie or whatever the frick." Veronica says.
1: I, well, I think uh, it would have been great if, like, they made him kind of like a little bit of a science nerd or something. You know, like, he, he was kind kind of nerdy but like really interested in a in a topic and not like a typical like teen heartthrob interest like playing guitar.
0: Well, I guess in the original com So in the original comics, Betty and Veronica are both in love with him and Veronica's really 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 rich and popular. So I don't think that we can- and, and and also incredibly superficial. So and and Betty is like the girl next door. So I think that Archie Archie is like cool. He's well liked, but he's like very Ken doll. I think he's just like very um, vanilla likable. So I, I, I can see where they're going with it. He's like his dad works construction, and he got kind of ripped with that. And um, I think for me, I the the music plot line is just something I can't get behind. I love the Josie and the Pussycats. Spot. Me too. I, when when they were when he walked in and saw them with their little cat ears and I just I literally screamed. I was like, "Josie, oh my god, I was so excited." Um and to be fair to them in the comic books like every now and then they'll have a band performance where they're all in the band together. I think Veronica plays like tambourine or some shit. And um so so I understand why they were like, "Well, Archie also plays guitar." But my God, what a horrible plot. The all this nonsense where they're just, you know, like, I want to play music, dad. I was like, for God's sake. Like everybody wants to play music. Like what in the name? And I I don't know. I just thought it was I think it's lame. I don't care for it. I think it's unnecessary in its entirety. Um and I really loved in the in the final episode or or yeah, I guess it's the final episode where he's like or the Homecoming episode where he's like, Betty, I told my mom I was going to... My mom, played by Molly Ringwald, a.k.a. Awesome. He's like, I told my mom that I was going to play at Homecoming and she was like, I thought Homecoming could be fun this year. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, those songs are not... They're great, but like, they're not fun like i was just like yes yeah, thank you all for telling me the truth i like to think that his music career is the reason why betty got over him
1: oh that's uh, a great theory then again she almost started crying while he was like playing a fucking song and i was like calm down girl <laughs> real it is really it terrible
0: it oh yeah she's like i'm not okay i was like god damn it betty get it together
1: <laughs> um <laughs> i read um an interview with the showrunner and he talked about like yeah like in the first season like Archie's kind of, like, a step away from, like, the main mystery, you know, um, it doesn't really have anything to do with him, um, in his, like, kind of dramatics at first start with, like, the fact that he wants to play music, but then with what happens, um, in the, the finale, you know, you realize, okay, like, season two is gonna definitely be a lot more about him, and he's gonna be at the center, but I read a theory, um, for season one, like, before the finale aired that I thought was so great and I definitely thought was, like, gonna be what happened. And now that it didn't, I wish it was. Um, This girl's theory was that um, somebody shot Jason thinking that it was Archie. Because once you think about it, they're both redheads. They both wear their, like, football letterman jackets. That would have been really interesting and a way to make it seem like he was kind of a uh, a step away from, like, the mystery, but then at the end you realize it was actually all
0: about him. Oh, and then, like, season two would be, like, why would someone want to kill Archie? Yeah. Oh, that could have been really interesting. Well, shame they didn't do that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know, right?
0: (laughs) I mean, I was just so disappointed in the fact that the mystery was solved the way that it was. Um... I mean, I don't know. I was really disappointed in it. I think we have to... I actually added today to our Google Doc while watching this season finale, I added Veronica Mars to our watch list because season one of Veronica Mars is one of the tightest mysteries I've ever seen. It's so good. I agree. Um, I think we should rewatch it at some point. Um, Yeah, and I actually was thinking... Because I did see on on our little Google Doc where we write our notes down so that we can reference them when we record... um, that you wrote, like the Jason Archie twist that never was. I saw that before I started watching it because I opened it to make my own notes. And I was like, oh, I wonder what twist she's talking about. And while I was watching, I kind of picked up on some weird parallels too. And I really wish they'd gone through them, like the whole thing where um, Mrs., Blossom keeps being like you really look like Jason. <gasps> what if she had tried to kill Archie for some unknown reason and that's why she kept saying, that? I don't know. But I thought I now that I know this this theory it's going to drive me crazy that that's not what they did. Yeah. <laughs> but I I um I thought that they were gonna try to like make Jason, a, or Jason, make Archie a blossom. I thought those wigs were to like audition new Jasons. When, you know, when Polly like is spying on Mr. Blossom and she sees all the wigs and that blossom. Oh, that I don't
1: blob, remember Mr. that. Blossom.
0: So, Polly at one point when she's spying on Thornhill, she sees Mr. Blossom and he's got all these red wigs lined up, like all these male red wigs that look like Jason's hair, and he has silver hair. And it turns out that he wears the wigs because. Blossoms are supposed to have red hair, Whoa. And, and that's like what the plot, and that's what it is, and and that's that's fucked up in itself. But what I thought, I when I saw the wigs, I was like, oh my god, he's trying to make someone take Jason's place. I, I I'm a big fan of gothic literature. Rebecca by Daphne Du Maurier is one of my favorite books of all time, and I really saw some Thornhill Manderley parallels, um, just the kind of ominous worship of a dead person like Rebecca um, to, is to Jason. And they burn it down at the end. Like, Manderly burns down. That's how they escape the, the specter of Rebecca is. Manderly just burns down. Mrs. Danvers burns it down. Very similar to the way that Cheryl is Mrs. Danvers. <laughs> um, in my opinion. And it's, it's very gothic and very, very Wuthering Heightsy. y And um, I kind of think it would have been really cool if they, like wanted Archie to be the new Jason. Like, that's what I was waiting for to happen because Cheryl was so obsessed with him. And that's what that's what I thought was going to culminate. And then they were going to find out that someone, that Cheryl killed Jason, somebody killed Jason a week later because Jason didn't want to be a Blossom and that wasn't acceptable. And when that didn't happen, I was really, I was just really... I can't say enough how disappointed I was in the fact that Jason was killed because he figured out that his dad was a drug dealer. I was like, how fucking lame. Yeah,
1: yeah. I know it was a mix of... Well, and I guess the... I was going to say it was a mix of that and, like, getting pregnant, but I guess the Blossoms were, like, pretty into that. Um,
0: They were super into that. That's what they wanted.
1: Yeah, and I think, yeah, like, because there was a whole episode where Cheryl, like, asked Archie to come to their, like, fucking weird tree maple ceremony. And it was, yeah, like looking back like that was definitely because her parents were like he's a redhead like get him <laughs> like nab him and it'll be perfect. I think they could
0: have leaned into that. I think they set up Thornhill as this gothic mystery estate and then they didn't really follow through on that. They they made it a drug house and that was such a bummer for me because they had all of the makings there for some sort of crazy. I thought at one point when they were like this is when she pulled Cheryl into her into the distillery and was like this is your father's dark secret maple syrup I know I didn't understand that I was like okay yeah maple syrup that's their thing I get what you're saying and then then I did appreciate that the casks opened and they had drugs in them like what cool whatever um I did think it was hilarious though that they're a maple syrup tycoon and his whole scam was getting drugs to Montreal like they have plenty of maple syrup in Canada but whatever um but I I thought um I don't, I don't know. I was just kind of expecting like with, with Betty and we need to talk about Betty's like clear psychosis that's coming, but like Betty like tries to drown Chuck in maple syrup. I kind of thought someone was going to get killed by maple syrup this, this season. Like I kind of thought with the, the, the casks were like a Chekhov's gun. I kind of thought maybe they were going to try to drown someone in maple syrup. When I realized Cheryl was going to kill herself, I was like, she's going to drown herself in maple syrup. I don't know what's going on.
1: That'd be really interesting. I would totally watch that. That would suck to, I mean, it would suck to drown, but it would suck to drown a maple syrup.
0: Something that's supposed to bring you such joy, bringing you such agony.
1: Yeah, and you just die thinking about pancakes, and you're like, I'm never going to eat these again. <laughs> you're like, I'm never going to eat these again.
0: And then if you survive, if if by some miracle you survive, you're just like, well, pancakes are ruined for me. <laughs> um, but I want to i want us to take a minute and talk about like what we want for season two and what we think is going to happen. But first I want to talk about Betty and Polly and the coopers i don't really have much to say about the cooper parents i think that they were trying to go for something else and they just like evolved into something different because suddenly mrs cooper wasn't a psychopath anymore um i did appreciate how they kind of made mama cooper figure out that her daughter like her daughters weren't to blame like i loved that scene where she told hal to get out but she took that giant gash and was like <laughs> <"Get out." laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, lady, like that is some serious like breath acting. Settle down. But um what do you think's going on with Betty's like gripping her nails until she has like indents in there? Like they've got to be going somewhere with that, right?
1: For one, like I don't see how that's possible. Like I have acrylic nails and I don't think I could like rip into my palm with these. Like that's crazy. Like, she must be just really, like, clenching hard. Um, which, I mean, obviously she is, but, like, I just don't see how that would happen, first of all. Uh Um, second of all, like, yeah, I feel like that progression was, like, kind of strange, because you see her, like, freaking out in, like, that second or third episode with Chuck and, like, the whole Sticky Maple storyline, and you see her come in with, like, this, like dominatrix, like, outfit, and she, like, calls Chuck, Jason, and na-na-na, and then, like, you don't see it again for a little while, and I feel like yeah. that was kind of, like, a climax to that that came, like, way, way, way too soon, but it's obviously gonna be a longer, you know, like, story arc, you know, than just this one season, um, yeah, and I, I just can't imagine, like, like, where it actually is gonna climax.
0: Yeah, I I really appreciate, by the way, that they address slut-shaming, and I, that's, I think, when I, like, fell in love with Veronica, because I was like, yes, girl, like, please stand up for yourself. I feel like there's so many women who get so ashamed, and I I just, I do love that she's like, I'm not taking this shit. Absolutely not. I think they went a little far. I think they tortured a person, and that's not necessarily, I think they could have just taken the book to the principal, but maybe I'm just not badass enough. Well, yeah,
1: that. I mean, Ethel, like, said that she would talk to the principal about it, and the principal didn't do anything, you know, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so even if they did, I mean, some some schools are, like... I mean, we were really lucky. We must have a freaking awesome, like, hippie high school. Like, some schools are, like, this is where, like, our budget is. It's, like, in sports and specifically in the football team, and a lot of people are counting on, like, winning games, and if you take out, like most of a high school football team like you're screwed you know so like
0: very good point that I hadn't thought about yeah I mean I appreciated that they had an episode about slut shaming I think that that's really rare for women to just be like no this isn't acceptable and like nobody was making the argument that it wasn't that big of a deal everyone was like yeah that's not cool except Cheryl but she's the bad guy in that episode so um and she had her other motivations but I do think that Betty has like I think Betty has some sort of mental health issue but it might just also be that she needs some serious therapy because her family's fucked up like it could just be as easy as that I think I think a lot of I mean I know that when I was her age I had a lot of temper issues a lot of anger issues where I was just pretending that everything was fine a lot of the time and then I would get really mad and I would like lose it up like my mom would my mom dealt with a lot of me just being like everything's fine and then I would just like start like crying and she'd be like I don't understand like I think teenagers don't know how to process their emotions, but I also think that they're laying it on a little thick and I think um my theory is that in season 2, now that Jughead's a freaking snake that she's going to like go real girl interrupted bad on and like become a freaking Southside snake like girl like her mom did.
1: Yeah, she found out that like there's a history of that in her family, you know. Uh-huh. So she might be tempted yeah. to do that. I'm just reminded like- of like the scene when Um, Jughead does that and he's like this is who I am and he like goes to the other high school which was weird because I feel like the state would make him go live with his mom and like make his mom take him in but they were like no you're going to like an entirely different family different school
0: whatever well not necessarily if his mom doesn't have custody or it didn't I mean he was like I want to come visit you mom and she said no so there could there could be a lot more at play than that but I actually was really uh in I was like, oh, no. I got very nervous when they said he was going to Southside High. Um, I thought it was a really interesting commentary on, like, rich white kids thinking that, like, going to a poor school is a bad. Like, they were like, oh, my God, he has to go through a metal detector. This is a hell pit. And he's having a great time because he's with people who understand him. I really loved that, actually.
1: I thought the part when, like, you were, they, like, maybe frightened because, like, these kids were going to come up and, like, take us like, lunch. But then, like, it cuts to, like... Him, like, entertaining them, and then they were, like, laughing. I was like, that's so funny and great. I loved it.
0: I liked it, too, and I liked how they were like, oh, my God. Jughead, are you all right? And he was like, yeah, I'm totally fine. I'm with people who are not bad. Like, I, re- I appreciated that as well. I thought that was really great because um, I do feel like sometimes uh, class is a really easy thing to, to miss the mark on as far as school shows go and um it's also a really common theme in a lot of schools Is like the battle of the classes the battle of the rich versus the poor and i think riverdale is doing a pretty an, an okay job it's clearly a problem that's going to be dealt with with archie and or not archie um i said archie and jughead i meant betty and jughead but archie and, you know jarchie forever or however whatever their their couple name is um <laughs> Um,
1: I don't know what their name is. Can we, speaking of of couples and couple names, can we just not talk about Archie and Grundy? Can we just not legitimize
0: that? It was, it was very disturbing. I really didn't love, I mean, I guess, what are they supposed to do? But I really, I, I didn't love it. I was really upset about it and disappointed in it. And I mean, I... I did appreciate that they made a very, I, 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 I do think that they did a good job of kind of drawing a line in the sand of like, this woman is, is a repeat of, like, I don't believe for a second that she was escaping or I think she did exactly what she did in her old high school. I mean, you can see when she like packs up her bags and puts on her Lolita sunglasses and she like looks at those kids and she like takes her sunglasses and I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to give you a real look. Like they, they did I mean, I think if any young boy, like young man, I don't know what kind of like 15 year old dude is watching Riverdale, but I think that if they were watching it, they would say like, yeah, I mean, this is not a health situation. Like I think they did a really good job of being like, this is not an acceptable thing. And she's going to do this again and again and again. And, um, At the same time, I mean, he he, like just finished his freshman year of high school when that started, and that's so gross. Like, I can't even. Um, At the same time, I do think it's an easy – it's a really easy thing to do to be like, oh, the pretty female teacher is clearly, like, a child molester. Um, But, I I mean, hey, I like Pretty Little Liars, and they did a much better job of condemning that relationship than PLL has done in seven seasons with Ezra Fitz. I mean, they call him a predator once – Um, I also think that's easier to call women predators. I think it's easier to condemn women's sexuality. So I think they took an easier way out. That's a really good point. As far as, like, networks go, like, networks are much more interested in being like, oh, this cougar woman is a whore than being like, oh, this man is is bad. I mean, even when we were talking about it last week, um... You, you brought up, like, oh, Aria, you know, shouldn't have done that, and it's like, cool, the adult shouldn't have done that. I mean, I think... No, we just you're ...we internalized right. ways of blaming women for sexuality, but at the same time, she should be blamed for this because she was bad. Yeah. Really, really bad. Yeah, like,
1: uh, I, um, clearly think that, like, it was a plot device, um, so, you know, they were at the river at the time that they were, and so Archie couldn't say that he heard a gunshot, um... And then once, like, that kind of mini storyline, like, was concluded and, like, he did say that he was there and he heard the gunshot to, like, the principal and the cops or whatever, like, they got rid of Grundy, like, really quickly. Like, she served her purpose and then she, and then they got her the heck out of there. And I was trying to think of, like, okay, how could they have done that, like, without this pedophilic, like like storyline that like nobody appreciates like I don't know like can you think of like other like another reason like why Archie wouldn't want to tell anybody that he was there when he was no. at the river yeah I mean it's I it, I'm sure it's it, possible but like that's just no, the device and, that they used and
0: I, I don't know what the reasoning would be I can't think of, a, of I can't think of anything I don't know I. It's, I don't know
1: the only thing off I could the, think off the top of, of... my
0: head,
1: I can't think of anything. Yeah, the only thing I could think of was, like, he was... No, and that doesn't even work. Like, see, like, I can't, I can't think of anything. Like, it was very clearly just a device that they used to, like, include that plot point, And then once it was finished, she, like, left. But I did like that when she did leave, like, the audience at least realized that, like, this is her thing. And she's a repeat offender. And, like, Archie believed that it was something special, like, their relationship. But, like, it definitely wasn't, which is, like, a good message for teenage viewers that, like, know, like, somebody who, a teacher who does this, like, is a bad person right. <laughs> and not, and you don't just have, like, a special connection. Like, that's not w- how that
0: works. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, like, not a thing. It's um, not a thing. <laughs> the only thing I can think of that might have worked, but I just can't imagine that it would have, but it could... Because the other thing about him and his relationship with Grundy is that it tore him apart from Jughead. Like, it ruined their friendship. They were yeah. supposed to go on a road trip, and then they didn't, which is, like, a really stupid reason to not be friends. But teenagers have have not been friends for dumber reasons. Than <laughs> yeah. that, I guess so. Um But I think, I guess I could do some, I, I guess I could have potentially believed, like, that Jughead and Archie are no longer speaking because Archie saw what his dad does with the Southside Serpents, and they saw something like when they were getting ready to leave for their road trip. They heard the gunshot, and maybe they, maybe Archie thought that it was his dad or something. Or instead of a road trip, they were going to go on a big hike by the river, and they were going to start early. And then they heard a gunshot, and they got in a fight because they, like, for whatever reason, Archie thought it was like related to SP. And then, um, when they found out that Jason had been shot, he thought that maybe a serpent shot Jason, or I don't know. I feel
1: no, like that's they great. Could have, they
0: could have found other, this is just off the top of my head, I yeah. feel like they could have found other roots, and frankly, I think it could have rooted the FP plot line a little more deeply, and then it could have also, like, torn them apart again, when he's like, well, I really do think it was FP, like, that whole fight could have been so much more poignant if it's like, I thought we had moved past this, like, yeah. it almost tore us apart once before. Dang, "Girl, blah, blah, that's blah. that's great. Thank you, <laughs> that's <honey>. awesome. <laughs> it's totally worth." Um, I don't know. I, I would have thought that. I, I'm a big fan of shows keeping it as internalized as possible. I don't like Deus Ex Machina's, even though all of my social media things are Dana Ex Machina's. <laughs> like, I don't like Deus Ex Machina's at all. I don't. I don't like things where it's like, "Ah, it was the drug dealing dad," or like, "Oh, it was the you know that he couldn't do it because of the the." promiscuous teacher who liked not you know, and then she's gone in yeah. four episodes or whatever. Like, I think the more detailed it is, and I think that even could have been a reveal. Where he's like, Juggy, we need to say what we've heard at the lake. And he's like, no, I'm not talking about that. Like, I'm not doing anything to incriminate my dad. Or, like, I'm just not talking about it. And then a couple episodes later, they're like, why aren't you going to say what you heard? And he's like, because we think it was Jughead's dad. Reveal that it's the snake. Like, I think there's a, Skeet Ulrich, by the way, who plays Jughead's dad is a major character in Scream.
1: Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what FP stands for?
0: Um. Well, Jughead's original name, like his real name, his name is not Jughead. Right. Dot, his sister's I name assume. isn't Jellybean. I assume. Um. <laughs> Jughead's name is Forsythe. Okay. Forsyth P. Jones the second. Got so it. FP is Forsyth P. Jones the first.
1: Okay. So it's like this family and their names, man.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it is really kind of that's the one thing that's a little jarring sometimes I think about the show is that uh, you forget that these characters were created in the 40s, so they all have like 40s names. Yeah. Veronica's named after Veronica Lake. Oh, Um, yeah. Betty's named after Betty Grable. That's why they look the way they look. And like his name is Forsyth, because in the 40s, people were named (laughs) Forsyth. Yeah. Oh, that's some... is not a name. Yeah, okay. that's not really a modern
1: name. That's something else that I wanted to... Geraldine
0: Grundy? Like, yeah. Like, pick that as their alias.
1: Oh. <laughs> that's something else that I want to talk about, too, is, like, the, the way that they look. Um, because in the comics, specifically with Veronica, she has, like, like, her... She's a brunette, but, like, or, I mean, she has, like, black, straight black hair in the comics. But she has kind of, like, a blue sheen in it. And I thought that they translated that really well with the lighting design of the show. Um, yeah. I yeah. think it's so cool the way it's lit, and I love every time they're in the chocolate shop, because the lighting is so awesome, and I think that was a really cool way to kind of, like, hark back to that, is, like, uh, kind of sometimes put, like, an effect on her hair because of the lighting.
0: Um. Yeah. I think they did a really good job of incorporating the comics into a show that's so clearly not the comics. I love, um, I know that you probably want to talk about the sweater. <laughs> Betty's sweater. Uh, Jughead Crown. Um, I love it. I love that they're always drinking milkshakes. Like, milkshakes are a big thing on the show. Um, like, they're always drinking milkshakes. I love that they drink milkshakes. I, I love that they got everyone's names correct. Like, I mean, that was a lot of research that they had to do into yeah. kind of the world of the Archie comics to get everyone's names right, to get all the, the siblings correct. I mean, everyone kind of looks the way they're supposed to look, but modern, I mean, Jughead probably looks the most different um and our um Reggie's not necess- I mean I'm sure that when he was written he was supposed to be a white dude because it was the forties and I love that they made Reggie Asian. I think that's amazing. Um, yeah,
1: they're recasting him actually.
0: I know her. Yeah. And I I love um I think they did a really good job of modernizing it and being inclusive. I love that Josie and the Pussycats are all black women. I think that's incredible. Yeah, that and I love that they like talk such... about being women of colour. Yeah. So honestly, I think it's great. Um
1: So, like, such a cool idea.
0: Yeah, and I love that they incorporated Jughead's crown by having him have, like, the pronged hat, and, um, I don't think it's really a crown, but that's what I call it. I don't know what else to call it. Yeah, no, in the,
1: Um, in the comics, it's definitely, like, a paper crown for some reason. It
0: looks like a crown. Yeah. It looks like a crown. And I, I love that, yeah, like, Archie, that, that red suit, that's what Archie wears when he performs as the Archies, which is, like, the dumbest (laughs) band I've ever heard, and, um, other thing that I, that I noticed that I was very excited about. What was it? Oh gosh, this is so stupid. I don't remember what it was, but I was super excited about it. There was one other thing where I was like, yay, I love that they did that, and I can't remember, so it clearly wasn't as exhilarating as I think it was. Okay,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, I, like, the last thing about the lighting was that in the pilot they have a shot of, like, Archie and Grundy in, like, her old VW car, and um the lighting is so good in that shot and it's i feel so like good. i feel like it was just a straight like i don't know if you've seen it follows um but that's like an exactly the, like the same shot as in like the beginning of it follows which i thought was like really interesting but also like kind of ties back into us talking about like the horror element of the show which is that like they kind of blatantly directly took from like a modern really well received horror movie like, right at the beginning, so, that was really cool, anyway, I like the yeah. lighting, the lighting, that's, yeah, the, <laughs> the main the
0: point. color, the color is amazing, I love that they utilize the, um, the neon lights a lot, like, yeah. for a pop shop, like, I think they did a really good job creating, like, with their world building, that, that I, the thing that I really liked that was from the comics, I just remembered, oh, is okay. that Betty can fix cars, I love that she knows how to, like, hack into the car, and, oh, and that's, oh, yeah, like, in all the comics, but they'd go visit Betty, and she'd be at the auto mechanic class, like, she just Mm -hmm. randomly knew how to fix car, They liked it, which I really related to as a young, like, tomboy who asked for, um, like, remote control cars instead of RVs and stuff, like, my mom was really amazing about not wanting me to have, like, gendered toys, like, she really wanted me to pick what I wanted, so I had a lot of, like, Hot Wheels and stuff, because I thought they were fun to make things go fast, and I went to the batting cages with my mom a lot, and um, so I always really responded to Betty the fact that she was like in love with this dorky boy named Archie, and I was always in love with the dorkiest, like cutest teddy bears. <laughs> most of you whom know, now out, beautiful gay men. Jeez, <laughs> yeah. oh, so many. Men. <laughs> uh, and and but that she like could fix cars, and she wore her hair in a ponytail, and she was a blonde, and I loved that she was so non-traditionally feminine. I just, I loved her, and I was really glad that they maintained that, because I was kind of worried about that at the beginning. I was like, Betty is such a, she's supposed to be like the tomboy, and she's always wearing skirts, and she's, you know, this this perfect little girl in this show. And I, I love that they kind of kept the integrity of her, even though, and I love that she wanted to solve the mysteries. Like, I think they did a really good job of maintaining the soul of the characters, but giving them a lot of, like, heart.
1: Yeah, I think... And
0: Archie's still boring as Toast. <laughs> yeah. He's just Toast.
1: Just the milk toastiest.
0: Um, he's yeah. toast without even butter. He's just, like, plain toast. Yeah, he's had, like, the
1: British Eat Toast, just, like, toasted bread. And <laughs> Hopefully he gets more interesting next season with, like, this uh, cliffhanger at the end with his dad.
0: Yeah, he's toast for people with a heart-healthy diet. If right? <laughs> yeah. you can have anything on it, you can just have the plain wheat toast with, like, the <laughs> also so boring. But yeah, I think um, so
1: Lily Reinhardt, like, commented on, like, her ponytail, and she thinks it's, like, really cool, because she, like, that character always has a ponytail. Like, I don't think I, I we've ever seen her hair down, and she says that it's a really awesome way to, like, hark back to the actual character from the comics.
0: Yeah. She wears it down for, like, the dance. Oh, okay. That's it. Yeah. Also, this is such a random thing, but I think I'm, I'm out of talking points. I'm just not Same. thinking about little things. That yeah. I like, I love the way that I love the way that just her by, like, the back of her neck. Like, I find that to be very attractive.
1: <laughs> Wait. Who, he what? Now I miss it.
0: So Whenever Jughead's like, let's go, Betty, or, like, it's okay, Bets. let's, like, you're going to be fine, he always, like, holds her by the back of her neck, like, oh, which really? is a very calming plea. I don't know. It's very, 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 like, very attractive.
1: I'm opposite. I find that very possessive. I like it. Okay. I
0: like it because it's not taking up too much of her physical space. That's
1: a good, that's a good point.
0: Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's a really cool way for him to be, like, I'm touching you in an intimate place that I'm allowed to because you've agreed and consented to my touching you, but I'm not overshadowing your physical presence with, like, my whole arm or, like... Yeah. I'm just kind of, like, showing you that you're safe and I'm going to help guide you into a safer place.
1: Yeah, no, a guy did that once to me at a bar and then he was, like, like, talking as he did it and I felt like I was, like, shaking, like, he was, like, shaking me around and I was... It felt like it was
0: that's not cute because yeah. that's non-consensual. No. Don't do that. I felt like Some it was sexy really, guys.
1: like, possessive. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just against it because of my personal experience. But, like, Jughead is, from everything that we've seen, really sweet. So that's yeah. cool.
0: I don't need to see any more scenes of Archie kissing anyone, any more scenes of Veronica and Archie kissing, but I would watch an entire episode that is just Betty and Jughead sex tape, and yeah. I'm not sorry. Super.
1: <laughs> yeah, I also thought it was really weird how, like, Archie... I I don't necessarily know that this has anything to do with Betty, but, like, when Archie dated, and I can't remember her name, um, from Josie and the Pussycats, from the band, um, Val, Val, yes, thank you, um, for, like, a couple episodes, and I felt like, I don't know, I felt like that relationship was based on, like, very, very little, um, and I was like, why would, I don't know, it kind of just, like, and I get that, like, he he didn't like Betty at that time, and he was, like, very, like, straightforward about that with her, um, but then he just started dating, like, this other girl that he hadn't really known before, and I just felt like it was kind of weird, and I felt like she deserved better than that, because, like, they're in scenes, at least one scene together later, and I was like, are you not going to address that, like, you guys have dated for, like, a couple weeks?
0: no, but he did. Like, didn't he get drunk at Jughead's birthday party, and he, like, tried to talk to her, and she was like, I dumped you, because you sucked. <laughs> I mean, I like that a lot. I, I do, too. love that relationship, but it felt, it felt sensical to me, because she wanted, I felt like she wanted to date him because he valued her talents, which Josie at the time was not valuing her at all. Yeah. And he was co- recovering from a really, really unhealthy relationship. So of course, someone who's paying attention to him and treating him like the special snowflake that Grundy manipulated him into thinking he was, mm-hmm. is going to, they're going to be attached to each other. But I love that Val was like, you are a useless person. If I'm not <laughs> dating you anymore. Good day. That's yeah. Like just dumped to ass because he was, I don't remember what he was doing that made him dump her. Um, it, it was
1: when, sh- made her dump him, it was when, um, Cheryl, like, asked him to go to, uh, that, like, ceremony in the fucking, like, forest. Yeah, like, that's right. Which, like, I under, I don't know, I kind of see it both sides. Like, he was asked, and, you know, obviously, like, he's known Cheryl for a really long time, and so he, like, wanted to go to support her, and, like, as, if I, like, if my boyfriend did that, I'd be like, yeah, like, I completely understand. But at the same time, like, it's Cheryl and, like, she, you know, Val was thinking that, like, Cheryl had ulterior motives. But I didn't necessarily, I don't remember anything about, like, Archie, like, blowing Val off because of it. Which I think would be more of an incentive to break up with him.
0: I feel like what happened was, if I recall, and I really did watch, I watched ten episodes of Riverdale (laughs) on Friday in a row. And then I watched the last three today. So it is a bit blurry in certain areas. Um, I also remember a lot of detail. I don't know. It was a very intense viewing. I've never binged anything that hard in my life. (laughs) Except for I watched the entire first season of Orange is the New Black in, like, one setting, I think.
1: That's Um, intense.
0: It was pretty intense. (laughs) Um, But, and the two days that I watched all eight Harry Potter movies in literally two days. Like, in in the span of, like, 15. I took a break sleep. That was it. I'm I, not I all out of order, but anyway, I'm um,
1: not surprised. <laughs>
0: I, I think if what I recall is that he like he kept blowing her off for Cheryl. It wasn't just the one thing that she wanted him to do. Other stuff, and he was she was like, you just date her instead. Like I don't care. And then for Jughead's birthday, he like tried really hard to win her back by getting wasted and being a fool. Yeah. And she was like, I didn't get out of here. And I liked <laughs> that. I, I appreciated. What I do like about this show is that I I think for the most part people make very like I mean with obviously there's drama and there's there's the gothic nature of the blossoms and there's some stuff that's just completely unbelievable but I also think there's a lot of characters making very calm choices they're like you're not spending time with me and uh, we've been dating for like a week I don't need to do this
1: like, <laughs> yeah um, nobody's like I, making crazy like jumping to crazy, like, decisions yeah. that are yeah, completely like I, out of I control. like, I feel
0: like on any other teen TV show, Val would have been like, choose one of us, me yeah. or her, and it would have been, like, a thing. And she would have been like, you're breaking my heart, Archie. And I like that she was just like, okay, I'm done now. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful life.
1: Yeah, when uh-huh. you make your characters, like, make crazy decisions, you have to have a plot that supports that, and that's what creates, like, crazy plot points that the audience doesn't believe. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah, vice versa, sure. yeah.
0: For sure. And, um, the only thing that I'm... Okay, so let's talk really quick about, like, what we think is... Or what we're, we're excited for, or nervous about for season two. Yeah, like let's good, wrap this up. <laughs> um, the only thing that I don't want for season two about... Like, a mystery. I really chose to have a mystery every season. I think that's great. I like when it wraps up at the end or when it provokes a new mystery. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um... The only thing that, I, what the two things I don't want is I really don't want it to be as parents. And, like, as far as, like, the solution to the mystery, I don't want it to be, like, Veronica's parents at all. I don't care about them. I'm not interested in it. It has nothing to do with the teenagers. Um, and the other thing is that I just don't want Archie to suddenly be like, I love Betty now that I can't have her. I just don't want that. I, I, I can't with that. And I think, I understand if they have, like, a complicated relationship, but, I kind of really love that they realize that they're more like brother and sister. I thought that was great, and I, I just, I don't, I don't want Betty to suddenly be like, Archie's into me, so I'm leaving you, Jughead. I, if they break up, I want them to break up because they have flawed in their relationship and intending to. Um, and I don't, I just, I don't want it to become, lo- I don't want the show to be about love triangles. I think they did a really good job of nipping that in the bud very early on.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I think that, I I think that is where they're heading, because that is, like, the central story of the Archie comics, and I think that's yeah, kind of definitely one thing from the comics that they're gonna keep in there. Um, but yeah, I agree, I hope that he doesn't just, draw, like, drop Jughead, because, it, like he said, at like, after his party, like, how he predicted, I hope that doesn't happen. Um, I think, especially because of the casting of Hiram Lodge, um, I think the parent, like, at least Veronica's parents are going to be really involved. Um, I just hope it is a bit more clear than it was in this first season, because I got a little confused with, like, oh, we think maybe he's doing this from prison, or we think maybe he did this before, like, all the stuff that's involved, and then it ended up kind of not being relevant at all. I just hope it's, like, a very clear, linear storyline, because he is actually there now, and I would be okay. a lot more interested if it wasn't as his- convoluted. Um what else was I gonna say? Uh yeah. I also I mean, hope I, that uh yeah. oh, sorry, go on.
0: No, I say I think you're definitely right. I mean I think it's like Ruth at uh, shooting a Fred was just to shoot him to kill him to get him out of the way so that Hiram and Hermione could have that land. And um, and I think what they're going for is, like, drama where Veronica's like, I can't believe you shoot my boyfriend's dad. And then, like, Archie chooses Betty or some nonsense. I just hope it doesn't go that way because that feels very soap opera to me.
1: I think and, that what's going to happen is that, you know, it's going to be a really big storyline between Betty and Jughead because Jughead is, like, a serpent now and Betty doesn't want him to be. I hope they don't just drag that out, like, throughout the whole season, like, of mm-hmm. them being, like... With that argument, like, no, like, you need to be, like, not involved in this, and he's like, well, these are my people. I don't want that same, like, to listen to that same argument, like, over and over again.
0: Yeah. I hope that, yeah. I think that they could go a lot of interesting ways. I would actually kind of love if Betty, like, tried to be supportive and then ended up getting really sucked in, because we've seen that she has a capacity for violence and rage. And I kind of would really like to see where that goes. I think that it would actually be really, I think Jughead's very level headed for the most part and he wants to be accepted. And that's definitely a huge flaw of his is that he's not, you know, he, he kind of desperately, desperately needs a family. And, um, so I kind of love the idea that, that he might think he's got a family in the snakes and then Betty like leans in too hard. And that's actually the problem is that Betty gets like too into it.
1: Yeah. That'd be really interesting.
0: Um, And that joke, like, this isn't what we do. Like, these people are my family, and they can protect me, but I'm not going to go kill people or hurt people or deal weed or anything like that. I just, like, appreciate that I have people looking out for me, and Betty uses it to her advantage to, like, get what she wants out of X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Um, That could actually be a really neat plot line, and I I actually really do... um, One of the reasons why I really love Pretty Little Liars is because nine times out of ten, when... When there's someone who's got to go investigate the thing and like solve the problem, it's the boyfriend saying to the girlfriend, like, be careful in there. And I love that. I love when those gender roles get, re- get flipped and when women kind of stand up and take control of the space. And so I think that would be a really cool plot line, maybe. I'd also get really bad really fast. <laughs> well, um, see.
1: I, w- I don't think they've announced when season two is going to air yet.
0: Yeah, but I'm definitely looking forward to it. The show is incredibly Me easy too. to watch and fun to watch. Yeah, I'm glad you liked it. I did like it. I yeah, because at first you were yeah. like,
1: I'm going to take out, like, the first three episodes, and then you were like, I'm binging this so hard.
0: <laughs> well, because I realized, I thought it was 26 I thought it was a oh, whole yeah. season like 22 episodes, when I thought I was only 13, I was like, I can do this, this yeah. is fine, and then, and then, you know, it, it's really easy to consume, it's like popcorn, so it was really, it was very easy to watch the whole thing, and I, um... I did enjoy it. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to watching it a little bit more spaced out <laughs> come, come the second season because yeah. it was a lot of information to take in at once. But I I definitely enjoyed it, and I'm glad that I'm watching it. And it's it's filling that hole that I think will be left by Pretty Little Liars.
1: There you go. Uh,
0: to a certain extent. Yeah. Same so, with me. So all right. Stimo. I think it's time to. I
1: think it <laughs> is. Time this,
0: this bad boy up.
1: <laughs> all right. So this is an episode of two of. Girl walks into high school, which in this case was Veronica.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so true. It was Veronica. All sure. right, so
1: uh, should we determine what show we're going to
0: talk about next week? No, I think we should leave it a mystery, just okay? Like Riverdale
1: because <laughs> we haven't figured it out yet, so we're gonna do yeah, that. We don't know what we're watching yeah. next. <laughs> um, All right, yay, okay. Have a good week at school, everybody.
0: Yeah, bye. Okay. All right, I just have turned off my recording, so I'm going to send it to you right now.